0: So previously on Hide and Speak, we talked about dating and um, why Kimberly is glad she probably never ever ever has to do it again. Ever. And today we're going to be talking Enneagram. Yay. So, I'm Kristen.
1: I'm Kimberly, and this is and this hide is hide and, hide and Speak. Wow, <laughs> wow that, that was really terrible. Wow. We should try it
0: again. Wow. Like, that's a delay. Or are you just being deliberately slow? <laughs>
1: That's a legitimate question, but uh, I think it was a delay. I don't know, we can try again or we can just go with our... No. You know, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It we'll is what it is. In, we'll just edit one in from last
0: week. Um, we, we have a guest speaker today. We a do! Host, a, guest, a guest A guest. A guest host. Yes! May Lee!
2: Hey! Oh,
1: hey! Hey! Mary Lee one of my favorite people in the whole world.
2: I don't have to say that I'm with hide and speak at the same time as <laughs> y'all because that seems very really difficult. Like, no. I don't, that's not part of the test, right? Because
1: we can't, Apparently we can't get that We done. can't do it anyway. So, great. Um, okay. So, where are we hiding?
0: Oh, we're all hiding separately today. Uh huh. Yep. We're well, quarantine.
2: quarantine hiding. Yeah. I was, I
1: was briefly exposed. So, I'm in my bedroom hiding from my laundry. That's
2: downstairs needing to be folded. Um, where are you at, Mary Lee? I'm also in my bedroom. <laughs> not, not in your bedroom, I'm in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> hiding from children. Two cute little precious five-year-old Aww. girls. Are I love that in they're my you... house at the moment. So
1: I love that they're letting you hide. Yes. My those. kids would. They work. have each other. If they didn't have each other today, <laughs> I would not be go. hiding well. What about you Kristen? Where are you at, girl?
0: I'm in the only place in my house that's actually a designated hiding spot. We're going to have to try this one this one again. Um it's we've taken out all of the under stair storage that we have and we turned it into like a kids play space and we hidden it with like coats and and stuff. Um and it's very rarely used. So I, I was telling Mary Lee before you got on the call that um I want to like clear it all out and use it as a little a tiny studio for myself and Ooh. actually hide here more often, I think. Yeah.
1: I, and nobody can find you because there's coats. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Like there's, yeah. oh, that's, that's really cool. I
0: actually want to try to build me a hidden door. He'll probably be right on that. Like a little hobbit door that i can go through. How long did your staircase take? Your bookshelves? Yeah, I know. That was two years of
2: yeah, <laughs> well, your forty fifth birthday present. Forty five, yeah. you, you get your five
0: years for him to get this done. How long
2: did your table take, Mary About the same. I don't. I don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not a paying customer, so exactly. You know. It's beautiful. They're both beautiful. It worked <laughs> out. It
1: worked out. Okay, so we're talking about. Um, I can never say this word right, but the enneagram is that right? You said right. it
2: perfectly. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: sometimes I just say enneagram and just drop out that middle <laughs> syllable, so <laughs> I'm self-conscious about it now. Okay. So you guys have both looked into this a lot. Mary Lee has asked us not to call her an expert. Thank you. But she's an expert as far as I'm concerned. But see, so. I sent
0: her. I sent her a list of other words she could use besides expert. We'll see which one fits most comfortably. I like um, the list. We have to We have to scoot you like right past newbie and novice, though. And rookie. Sure. And beginner. I feel yeah. like I asked you...
1: Talented. Uh,
0: talented. We will say talented
1: with the Enneagram. So, because I, if I asked you for a brief description of any one number, I feel like <laughs> you could give it to me and a person that you feel like is that number. Yes. I think I could. <laughs> okay. So, why don't you tell us what... The Enneagram is in general. Sure.
2: So the Enneagram is a typing tool, like a personality typing tool. Um, so it is a series, a set of numbers, one through nine, um, in which they've kind of sent up, that there's nine different ways that you can see the world, nine different ways that you experience life, nine different lenses through which you live your life. And everybody associates with one number. Um, and therefore, it's, it's similar to your personality test, but it's a little bit different, but um, everyone kind of has, everyone has some qualities really of every number, but there is one number that kind of really resonates with you and becomes your number. And so through this tool, you can learn a lot about yourself and a lot about how to be in relationship with others.
1: Now, how did you like fall into this being
2: a pretty intense hobby? (laughs) (laughs) Intense hobby. I like that. I like that verb. Um, So I was introduced to the Enneagram by actually my mom Um, she had done several courses and she talked about it nonstop and it was really annoying and obnoxious. Um, and I always heard about it, but then her friends were talking about it and we've got obviously a lot of mutual friends and we used to all do like if gathering stuff, well, Uh post COVID we probably will again, but I would spend time with my mom and her friends and they would be talking about the Enneagram and what they've learned and what, um, how, you know, knowing somebody's number, had helped them really through a problem. And I was like, fine, I guess I'll learn it. And then I went on vacation with my two best friends and my mom and they both Enneagrammed. And I was like, well, crap, now I got to figure out the Enneagram. Give me Uh, the test. Yeah. So, so that got me interested. And once I started looking into it, I just got sucked in. Um, I've always enjoyed like personality assessments. I've always found them fun. I don't know that I've always used them wisely or, you know, fat, like learned necessarily from them and like used that, that skill um, the way I have more so with the Enneagram, but I've always enjoyed personality assessments. Um, and so I just, I dove in. Nice. All
1: right. So, but Kristen, you're studying this right now too.
0: Right. So our growth group is doing the study, a a book that Mary Lee mentioned, The Road Back to You. We're doing it as our Bible study for, well, not Bible study, but like our group study for this semester. And we're really enjoying it. We just finished the last one on Saturday. Uh, So it was really good because we've been together as a group for a while. um, With one exception, we have a new family. So we thought rather than go back and do the getting to know you type study that we did in the very beginning, we would just kind of refresh and become uh, a little bit better in tuned, uh, especially like things like what happens if you disagree in your groups? Like how do people voice those disagreements and how, you know, because um, I tend to get my feelings hurt. and But if I know that they're coming from this place to answer that question or to address that issue, then it helps me to give them a lot more grace in, mm-hmm. in accepting that differing opinion.
2: Definitely. That's nice. okay. So
1: what's first step? Like what, like if you wanted to study or
2: like get I'm into this. And do the study. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you also have to be pretty committed to this hobby. <laughs> if <you're> I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's just going to happen. Um, so, uh, probably most people's first step is going to be to go online and find a free test and take a free test. That's what Uh, I did, and it was pretty accurate. Yeah, and so Suzanne Stabil, who's kind of one of the big names in, in the Enneagram, doesn't really love the test. She doesn't think they're always accurate. What I recommend people do is they take the test, they read up on every number in whatever way that they feel comfortable doing that. If they wanna read the book, if they wanna go to a blog, There's so many resources out there. You Google Enneagram and your head will explode. Um, But to confirm that that number is your number that you're given, right? Because um, Suzanne Stabile says that 60% of the time this test is wrong. I don't know about that. I don't know that I've seen that. But but you know you better than any test will ever know you. So the thing that... Kind of distinguishes the Enneagram from some of the other personality tests is a lot of them are like, what is your what's your response? What is your action? What what do you do? Um, the Enneagram is what is your motivation? Mm-hmm. What is your f- mm-hmm. core fear? What is it um, that's m- motivating the actions that you're taking as opposed to, well, you're um, ESTJ, so this is the way you're going to act
1: interesting all right so what's your number
2: i'm a seven
1: do you have any like next number or like what, what is it
2: so in the enneagram everyone has you have like a number and then you have a wing and so your wing for a seven your wing options are a six or an eight so i'm a wing eight so the type seven is like the enthusiast um which might not be surprising if you know me well that that would be my (laughs) my the description of me um and so my my wing is I'm usually an eight wing which is like the challenger the protective challenger um so your seven is like fun outgoing always wanting to stay busy has total FOMO which we can talk about in a minute Uh Um, and then your eight is usually like really, um, protective of others, very, can be very direct, um, forward, uh, thick-skinned, um, so I'm kind of, I can see, yeah, I can see that. Um, what? Okay,
0: all right, Kristen, what is your number? I'm the exact opposite of Mary Lee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that for real? Is that, like, really, like, is it, like, a circle and, like,
0: it's opposite, a or, oh, It's okay. a circle, and really, like, four is opposite eight, so, mm-hmm. um, I'm a four, which is the romantic or, um, the individualist, I think, is the other term for it, and so I am definitely more, um, emotional, um, thin-skinned as opposed to thick, um, uh, oh, but, so, oh, that's eight, that's, that's yeah. her wing, sorry, yeah, so not quite opposite of Mary Lee, but, um, Close. but, uh yeah uh very emotional very um usually creative uh and introspective and really dives deep on a lot of issues uh to get at what's behind the behind i guess of everything and then my wing and we can talk about this in a little bit but my wing is a five now so um kind of a, a gatherer of research and Uh, trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and um, but when I was growing up I'm pretty sure I was a three so a wing three which is more like the performer and um, I guess that explains the theater background. So. So can
1: you change like like can your actual number not just your wings but like can your actual number change as you evolve or I mean?
2: See, this is why um, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I know, right. But
1: like, have you, like, do you think, I mean, as your opinion, like, or. I know for a
2: fact your wing can change. Okay. And it's very common throughout your life for your wing to maybe go back and forth. Or as you age, you, you kind of that, you kind of have that shift um, or a life circumstance might cause you to have a shift. I would I would venture to say that some sort of extenuating life circumstance could result in a change of your number, um, but I don't think that's really But it's not typical. Most, okay. And, most-
0: and they say in the, in the book that we studied that um, you mm-hmm. should take, like, if you're going to take a test, if you're going to take the quiz or whatever, answer it like you would have when you were, you know, just a young adult, right? Like, um, before you were jaded by the world, right? Gotcha. Right. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> exuberance.
2: <laughs> Take before it. The kids really beat you down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the times I had to think like, what was I, you know, what was I like in college? Yeah. And, and that helped me, you know,
1: so I'm a seven as well, but I'm the opposite wing of what's the opposite one. Mary Lee, you're the eight wing and I'm the six. six wing six wing, which is what
2: The six is the loyalist, The loyalist.
1: but I think if I had that wing, it was like the entertainer or something. Wing. Mm. I don't know. So when I do the quiz, I'm I'm 100% a 7 and like when I read like you know about the 7 I'm like 100% a seven. That is absolutely me. But my next highest one was actually a 3, yeah. which is not a
2: wing. Same. So I actually struggled for a really long time trying to place myself um between the 7 and the 3 and um I think there are a lot of well, what's the three? Can you tell us what the three is right quick? Yeah. So the three is the achiever. So the three, um, cares what people think about them. The three want to be successful. Um, they seek that recognition. Um, so a lot of times, um, your entrepreneurs are going to be a three, your high achievers are going to be a three. They're the ones who are constantly like they can't even enjoy success because they're looking for their next success. Like that is where they find their their worth and their value is out of their successes. Yeah. yeah. So that does have a what is that Feel oh, some oh, of that. I said and, that has a lot in
0: common with the seven, though I think because the seven's kind of always looking for that next high, right? Like that right. next experience, and so if you see achievement as the experience. Right. Then I can see where that would be a tough call between the two of those. Yeah.
1: It's interesting that we have the same. So what is that like your sub? Like what is that called? Like is that you just that's just oh good to know. I also really
2: identify with the three. Yeah and I think it's helpful right because when you get when you do the test you do get that chart and Mm -hmm. I would I would reckon you probably take the test well enough if if Suzanne is correct and you're not you know 60 percent on the the test is wrong i would venture to say i'm again not an expert right this up as i go um i would venture to say that whatever those top two to three if you've got two to three there at the top that's when you take those and you look at those and you say let's break these down and really self-reflect on who i am and why i you know what are my motivations what are my core fears
1: so, I've taken these other personality tests, and I'm kind of like you in that, like, it's like, oh, neat. Do you know, like, I took it, got the results, and was like, cool story, bro. I mean, you know, like, oh, that's interesting. But well, like my never, spirit animal is an otter, or <laughs> I.
0: Right,
1: right, hey, right. But then I'm, but I'm like, um, I, I do know, and I haven't gotten to this level that y'all are at, um, but I do know that, like, this is meant to be used as like a tool, like to use, hey, I know this information. And um, in my experience with the people around me that I know the closest, I um, can kind of take the test for them and get a pretty accurate like score for them. And like, how does that, what do I do? Like my husband is the helper one. Uh, What, which one is that?
2: Two. Two. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so, like knowing, oh, we have very different motivations. you know? Like, we come at things very differently. Um, that does help. But, like I said, I haven't used it as much as I should as a tool. Um, have you had success in that?
2: So, for me, yes, absolutely. And it's it's actually why I love it. And a piece of it is why I got into it is because I was sitting on the back porch with my mom and my two best friends, and we were talking about a situation. And they took this Enneagram perspective on it, saying, Oh, well, this person, you know, this is their personality. So they reacted that way probably because of XYZ. And I was like, Oh, I see how that could be helpful, you know, mm-hmm. in, in relationship with others. Um, but actually, and when I knew that I was a seven, so one thing that exists is most people. <clears throat> There's only, there is really only one number that when somebody finds out that's their number, they're excited. And that's the seven, right? Because all the other numbers, you hear it, someone's telling you about this number and it like resonates and you're kind of like, oh, there's a little bit like, oh, that's a little too, that's a little too true. Mm -hmm. Um, And so usually when someone hears a number and they hear about it, they're like, oh, that's that's not, that's not like that, it doesn't sit well with them. The seven is is the exact opposite, but I actually think the reason that the seven feels this way, a piece of the seven, their fear, their core fear is really feelings. It's uncomfortable feelings. It's feelings that they don't like. So they just kind of take all the negative things about a seven and like shove them under the rug. And they're like, oh, we're the fun ones. Yes, that is me. I love it. I'm fun, right? Um, but you know, kind of what is your biggest strength is also your biggest weakness, right? So like, I have so much fun that I don't take the time to self-reflect on me and who I am. And that's when I really knew I was a seven is when I was like, I learned that the seven is fun and does fun things and it's go, go, go. And doesn't want to miss out on any of the fun because a seven doesn't want to stop to feel the feelings they don't want to feel.
1: Absolutely. I, yeah, I don't like feeling big feelings. I also have a really hard time being serious, even when it's inappropriate to not be serious. Yeah, It's really hard for me. So if people don't really know me, then they're like, wow, that chick's really inappropriate <laughs> in this really serious moment. So, but I was looking in my, in my little, um, like I just Googled Enneagram seven and it was from the enneagraminstitute.com and it said just like as a you know all the fun things you said but it said um they're they constantly seek new and exciting experiences but can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go they typically have problems with impatience and impulsiveness and i thought Yep. And then they um, can become overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. And I thought, man, if there were any adjectives to describe me, there they are like all of those things, 100%, like it's really hard. I don't know. Yeah. So Kristen, four, what is your like typical, yeah. not yours, but what is a four's typical strength and or weakness?
0: Okay. So the strengths are usually like, uh, creativity, um, like sort of knowing yourself, right. You spend a lot of time with yourself so because awesome about it. Yeah. It, there's an, there's an individuality about it, right. Like, a, a creativity, um, and introspection, like, so really introspection is kind of our bread and butter. Um, it and just, so, uh, okay you know like that is
2: yeah kind of the opposite whereas we are like oh stay away from me painful feelings you're like oh pain let me let me let me let me why me off I, of it, it. yeah <laughs>
1: um
0: and and so that could also be kind of a a negative at the same time because you tend to wallow um and just like feel alone and sometimes lonely uh, because you're like oh nobody understands me um so uh you don't necessarily reach out because you figure no one can help you because they can't you know they've never been where you are um so and we tend i I, I learned that we tend to pick fights when we're um not feeling enough mm-hmm. so be like oh i haven't had a big feeling lately who am i if i'm not having this big feeling let me go take off my husband and uh, so that I can feel something.
2: <laughs> so. oh, I really interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're the opposite. I'm like, oh, we probably have this big marriage problem that I should talk about. Hey, you let's want go to like go and let's over and, you know, like, <laughs> let's go do something. Actually, let's go on a double date so we don't have to talk about that. Hard exactly. Date. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not as emotionally mature, evidently. Um, yeah. And one of my favorite things that I heard about the four is that like the four, so it's like the individualist, right? Like they want to be unique. Like they have this this desire to be right. unique, and so like they actually don't love the enneagram or any personality test, right? Because they don't want to be like right. put into this box of like I'm like all these other people. No, I am unique. I'm an individual. Right. I'm me.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. um, so even, uh, I wasn't the only, yeah, maybe I was the only four in our growth group. Um, but there was somebody else who was really, uh, like thought for a while that they might be a four, I think. And, uh, anyway, so, um, but I'm like, but what's your wing, right? Like, you don't have the same wing as me and you don't have the same, like, no other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am my own person. Numbers.
1: Yeah. Just- yeah, right yeah. and tell That's us what <laughs> everybody is or like what the numbers
2: are. Sure. Um, so your one is like your perfectionist. They have a strong sense of like what is morally right and what is morally good and it is right and wrong. and um, so they um, are usually a little OCD. Um, they really like to follow the rules. They, um, they have a strong sense of, like, of, of justice and doing what is right. And they will, they will come in and tell you that what you're doing is wrong and tell you the right way to do it. And that's your kind of Enneagram ones. Um, your two is the helper. So they are always, these are like your Proverbs 31 woman, right? Who's always <laughs> like, oh. I heard so-and-so was sick. I'm going to make her a meal and bring it to her. And just super always thoughtful, wanting to like really um, put her herself aside or himself. Yeah. My husband's a helper for, for sure. The, for, the, for, the, for the, to help others. I just always looking for how they can, how they can help. Um, the three we talked a little bit about, that's your achiever who's really um, want is, is striving for success and, and can't even enjoy that success before they're out looking for more success. They really, their basic desire is like to feel valuable, to feel like they've succeeded. Um, Your four is your Kristen, your your romantic. Um, So that individualist um, really, actually the other thing about the fours is they can like sit in those like, they're okay with like that melancholy um, feeling of like they just they love to sit in feelings that I run away from. Um, you're five it has to be
0: empathetic, though. You what? It also it helps with empathy. You can you can help uh, a lot yeah. of us become counselors and things like that. So yeah, Brief so counselors. To,
2: yes, a four is a much better person to to be. <laughs> with, in a time of need, than a seven. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's go to <laughs> yeah. Um Your five is an investigative thinker. So these are a lot of times your engineers uh, who want to know the, who want all the details of why everything happens the way it happens. Um, so they're always like, care about the details and like the, the, the how things happen and the why things happen—they're the ones who need all the details. Who are gonna, you know, write everything out and plan everything, and um, and are just like need to know the nitty-nitty gritty, like every final detail before they commit to something. Um, sixes. Uh, actually, I read somewhere that most people are sixes. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I don't feel like I know many of these sixes, so that's interesting to me, that your sixes are usually like um, super planners. So they tend to be um, higher anxiety. They're always like over playing. They're the, they're the people who went out and bought all the toilet paper, okay? Those were your sixes. Um, they were preparing for the worst. The sixes are always preparing for the worst. Um,
1: so they have like a plan C, a plan D yes. and Z. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't even have a plan. I a mean, yeah. so <laughs> I'm so winging it. I'm the winging thought it. of that is so overly exhausting to me, which is why I knew that was definitely not my wing. <laughs> 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 yeah. So they, um, also have a desire for like guidance. So they're always seeking others. Um, support and guidance, and like, so they're, they tend to be really indecisive. I actually do fall kind of on that, on that line. Um, so they have a really hard time making, making decisions. Uh, your sevens, we've talked about that. That's me and Kimberly. Um, your eights are your protective challengers. So they are, um, they're usually very direct. They're upfront. They are a lot of times leaders um they have a huge desire to protect the vulnerable um and then your nine is a peacemaker so whereas your eight like like does not actually enjoy to a sense enjoys conflict your nine will avoid conflict at all costs your nine is there to keep the peace. They will do whatever you want to do as long as everybody's happy. They really want everybody to just get along. They just wanna hold hands and sing kumbaya. So that's <laughs> your name. That is a very generic basic. Right, model. right. So There's
1: a lot more to it than that.
2: Okay, so what is your spouse? Five. Eric is definitely is a five. The spouse.
1: engineering, uh, what, what was the Eric, name for it? It's
0: the, I think What's they call it, it the investigator. Oh, okay. What's Trey? Well, okay. So I, before he took the test and read the book, I was 100% sure that Trey was a seven, like you people. Uh (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it turns out, okay. So uh, one of the things that kind of complicates this is that there are are stress and strength numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it turns out he's not a seven. He is like the world's healthiest one. Like- (laughs) 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 as when you're very comfortable and you've grown spiritually in your number um the enneagram is so it's a circle it kind of makes like a weird star pattern in the middle and you have a number that you go to when you are stressed out like when you're an unhealthy whatever it is you are um and then you have a number that you go to when you are like on top of like you're so self-aware and you're you've grown spiritually and so he is the world's healthiest one and so he mimics all the best things about being a seven most of the most of the time
2: i have to tell you a little bit girls um i have a confession yes i have a really hard time listening to your podcast (laughs) because of the fomo (laughs) which is like a total enneagram seven thing um constantly I'm like I need to be in that car with them at the park.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: You're, you're awesome. conversation right here. <laughs> and so I just I need you I need you ladies, I needed to confess that to you. Yes. That it's it it brings me hard feelings when Aww. I know that y'all are hanging out with well,
1: <laughs> know that you are missing out, but that's not <laughs> personal and that you can join us any Monday we do. There you go. Um, But I will tell you, so funny story about this, when you started telling us about this, we were at lunch, and Kristen told me afterwards, like recently, after she had got into it, she's like, when Marilee was telling us about this, I was like, I don't know, that sounds like a bunch of boo hockey type (laughs) stuff, right? I mean, not to out you, Kristen. No, that's okay. Yeah, and... um, and i i remember like same like i was kind of like i mean yeah but like nine numbers for all the people like that doesn't sound yeah but i'm telling you it really i mean i don't know i i think it's and then you you asked me what number are you like oh i would guess that you would be a seven this is what i was gonna tell you and i was like i don't know she's like do you do you ask do you have um fear of missing out and i was like no not really but that's not true it's that i don't have fear of missing out in the sense that most people do i have fear of missing out of great experiences like i'm like am i doing enough am i experiencing it? which is clearly a seven thing right but like i want to be having the most authentic and um exhilarating experiences and to like have lived a life that is like just so interesting and you know like um so it doesn't i mean if if you guys were in a car talking that would make me want to miss you for sure but if i saw like a bunch of people outside of covid like that they all went to a restaurant together in general i'm not like oh bummer do you know i'm like oh good for them like i don't feel that like oh i missed out on that or let me rearrange my schedule so that i can go to this event or whatever um but with like experiences or like good conversations or do you know like, these are the things that i really am um, like, oh i have to i i'm constantly seeking those things you know like I really am, so I take it back. We don't think it's boo
2: hockey anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah. I do have fear of missing out. You are right.:
2: Well, so the other problem is, you know, my mom was like wouldn't shut up about the Enneagram and then <laughs> me. and I was like, "Oh crap, God, I become my mother. Although she is not a seven, she ain't even close to a seven. What is she? I, know, I guess she is kind of close to a seven. she's a one. Oh, she's oh, fine. Yeah, And so interesting, you talk about these, these lines. And if you want to learn more about where you go in stress and where you go in strength, um, Pinterest is the place to go. There's all these charts that'll show you and Google it. Um, there's a bajillion resources out there, but a seven in, uh, in health goes to a five, which is my husband. So five in stress goes to a set so although we're not the same number we're we're definitely very complimentary um sometimes in a very painful way (laughs) (laughs) um I don't is there like do they
1: have I mean I know everything has exceptions but do they have like oh a seven should typically pair with one of these other numbers for life it doesn't really matter
2: no and there's a. I think it's your Enneagram coach is the blog where she actually, I think she wrote a book for every number pairing relationship. And she's also got a blog where like, she'll say like, okay, if you're a, if you're a one and a seven, here's, you know, here's where y'all might struggle in your relationship. Here's some things y'all need to keep, a, keep an eye on. Here's where you really excel in your relationship. Um, and I have pulled up kind of those charts before. Um, you know, Eric and marriage is perfect. So we never have
1: that. <laughs> but hypothetically, you know,
2: hypothetically, or if oh, I have a friend who, you know, <laughs> needs some, some advice on, on a relationship issue, like uh, a, that's like, where I would direct them. Yeah. I mean. that's
1: so, awesome. yeah. so I don't know this. I, I don't know if y'all know, but like, this isn't like one person came up with this. This is like a, how, uh, cause you there, I know of lots of different people that know a lot about or write books about it right like is there a first person as i mean what
0: is this it's actually an ancient theory isn't it it's i mean Mm -hmm. pretty old right i
2: don't think they actually know the origins of it it's so old you know i think it dates back a very long time
1: so why Uh, is it popular now right like because i'm pretty into like i i because i told you i'm a big three as well and so i'm all about like um self awareness, right? Like I'm I'm really like trying to better myself out. So I love these type of things. Um, you know, um and I've never heard of this until recently. No, I know this book is but I read the book, the back to you, that one. Um, But I think I read it after you suggested it. I don't think I just
2: Yeah. So Richard Rohr is who I okay. Again, let me let me once again Talented, not an
1: expert. I am talented,
2: (laughs) not an expert. So Richard Rohr is really who I would credit with kind of publicizing the Enneagram in modern history. Um, He, I was listening to a podcast that he was on and in the seventies, he became a part of a religious organization. I don't even remember which one, so I'm not going to try to. Um, and it was almost like monks but i don't think it was monks and so he was hanging out with this with these religious people and they taught him the enneagram none of this was written down it was all you know there were no and so he but they were very much like you don't you don't share this this is just within us and he started thinking well everybody needs a tool like this and so um he eventually that group decided that they would start you know, publishing, let him publish a book or whatever. So he had some books and so he's kind of the current guru, Resurrector of, you know, to, to actually get the, the concept out to people. Um, And he started doing classes and doing lectures and teaching it in his, um, I think that's what it was like. He was a professor. And he was like I want to use this with my students and so he kind of got the okay to use with the students and then saw how impactful and successful that was and it kind of spread from there and grew from there um and so I would credit him with my limited knowledge with mm-hmm. kind of the reintroduction of it and then it got out uh you know Suzanne Stabile became started uh meeting with him and learning it from him and then she started teaching it and she um does a phenomenal job, but got into kind of that um, that Christian womentry type of market and and it just kind of exploded from there and it got really, really big with some really, really popular bloggers is really what happened. Yeah. Some of your um, influencers, if you will, started getting into it so it it got huge in like the Nashville circle circle um yeah. And like Jen Hatmaker started, you know, talking about the Enneagram. And so all of these, um, all the IF ladies at, of IF Gathering, if you're familiar yeah. with um, that organization, they all kind of have done some Enneagram training because it's, it's, it's a great tool, but also it is just a tool, right? So like there is a sense of like, it's not meant to change a world, it's meant to, give you empathy, to help you learn how to be in relationship with others, to help you learn more about yourself so that you can become more like Christ. Right. Like that's the, that's, that's the end game.
0: Yeah. yeah. So one of the, my favorite sections of the road back to you is in the very last chapter, it talks about how each of these types is like, uh, is an aspect of God right? So um, that the ones show us God's perfection, that, that he is perfect. Um, two, that there's selfless giving. Three, of uh, God's glory. Four, about His creativity of God. Five, how God is omniscient. Six is that he um, is intensely loyal. Seven, that he has childlike joy for the two of you. <laughs> um, eight, uh, his power and intensity and nine reflect God's love of peace and desire for union. So I thought that was really beautiful and kind of like what the ideal is that, that you're just like the little facet of God that your, your number reveals. So
1: and none of the numbers are bad, right? Like, I mean, like some of oh. them have more negative, like, or just like harder, more
2: intense um, outcomes they, or whatever, or they all have strengths. They all have weaknesses. Usually, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A good thing can be a bad thing. Um, Kristen, the other thing I love about that is that I've learned through this is it gives you a deeper understanding on how other people experience God and how other people see God. Right. So they see God, my lens of God is he is joyful and he wants us to experience a true, pure, happy life. Whereas a enneagram one, they are gonna struggle with um, with like falling into legalism, or like there are good and there there is good and there is bad, and God wants me to do good, and so I have to do good to get God's love. You know, like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tend to see God as more of like a person who puts out rules for them to follow. Um, right. Whereas a two is going to see a god that their their natural inclination is to see this god who is who is reaching out to the poor who is helping others you know like that you find you see god and when people are 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 helping one another and um so every number kind of the way they look at god and the way that they experience god is going to be a little bit different and not, it doesn't doesn't make it wrong again it's actually just, i think
1: that i think that makes it so, like we can learn so much from that right because right. it's hard for me to see like a vengeful god that I should fear because I see him as like you know like a parent wanting only the best for their children right and and being joyful and so it's nice to be around people with other perspectives because then you're like oh yeah I hadn't seen it that or I hadn't thought about it that way or you know and and I think it just gives us a much more um clear picture and whole picture
0: of yeah you know like it that I like that so we've we've been really serious pretty much yeah been serious. um but uh I'm, I'm curious if you can figure out what your kids are like Ooh. they're they're all kind of young they and are. a lot of a lot of our numbers are derived because of childhood experiences or
1: I would say my kids um oh geez <laughs> I don't know y'all know more than me I don't know y'all my y'all know my kids I don't know car is whatever That's is much like- harder yeah,
2: yeah. so yeah. i think my oldest i used to think was a four because he has a lot of really big feelings really, yeah really really, <laughs> really but he's also very has a lot of one tendencies I can see um, one. Is, are one and four are they a thing uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, a four, a one is the four strength direction. So if he is a four, he could be like a healthy four doing one. doing one stuff. Yeah.
2: So he has really, really big feelings. However, he, I mean, the rule is the rule is the rule in Andy Stagner's world. And if you said that we were going to leave at 1030 and we left at 1032, you are a liar, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it is black and it is white and if you were mistaken or if you like he does not handle um things not be <laughs> it's, not just,
1: it's not just that you disappointed him and you failed it's it's that you as a person now have a character flaw because a character flaw. And so
2: that leads me to think he's he's probably one
1: gotcha um
2: I mean, he's young. So, I mean, you know, this isn't as unreasonable. He's eight now, nine. How old is he? Nine. Nine. Um, My youngest, I've got to say, is probably a seven. And I just, that's just because she's a lot like me. Um, She's just radiates joy. She's loves to go out and do things and have fun. She's loves being with her friends way, you know, like super social um again she's only 5 so i can't really say right. um but I, you know i she's probably like me five Seven,
1: yeah middle right. child
2: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> typical middle, middle, middle child yeah poor middle child. it's
0: like i've never even met the kid i don't know
1: yeah. <laughs> i get it why am i too am a middle child that's <laughs> why i'm a 7 i need more attention <laughs>
0: i'm surprised you're not a three really honestly (laughs) (laughs) so what about what about your kids uh kristen um so they've the the older ones the ones that are you know reading and stuff they've taken the test uh i was surprised that my stepdaughter sarah is a four like me Mm. and um because but you know looking back i should i should have figured that out she is um she has like three different sad song playlists on her phone uh like, <laughs> that she listens to on the regular gotcha. um
1: gotcha
0: uh Ainsley is a nine, which is a peacemaker, which uh is that right peacemaker yeah, and I didn't see that at all, like not a single bit <laughs> oh so, yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. I don't remember anyway um i don't I don't see it, but she swears it's true. Um, Wendy is my split personality, baby. Uh, she is almost equally eights and fours. Um, oh, eight and four. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, so I read her the checklist and I was like, okay. And everything she's like, yep, 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 yep. And then read the the next one. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, I don't get you, but we've, we've always said she's, uh, she has big personalities. Like (laughs) she's. (laughs) She's, she swings from be, the vine yeah, both ways. The <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: And then Matthew uh, is a one, uh, which I get. Um, and then I, I don't know about Lula. I'm not, no clue. Not a single clue. Oh, she could be a five real easy. I think she probably could. Oh, yeah. She has a lot of thoughts. She goes down, she goes down those wormholes like pretty exactly. deep. So
1: that's probably right. So I pulled up this basic thing just for me to reference and I'm going to guess, this is pure guess, that my oldest child, Lane, would be a three. Like um, well, interesting. she thrives on, um, like she feels good when she su- succeeds at something, which is funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's interesting because she does not naturally succeed easily in a lot of things. And so... Um, I think, you know, in general, you're proud when you succeed, but I think knowing how hard she had to work to get to, you know, success, it makes, I don't know, but she thrives on that. I would say my, um, middle one is definitely, um, either six or two. So either supportive or loyal. He is so nice to his sisters and they are not nice to him. He's like, it's okay. You can have it. Or if somebody, like if I yell at his sister for doing something legitimately wrong, unless, It was against him. He's like, mom, don't yell at her. Just speak to her kindly, you know? And I'm like, Cal, like, stay out of it, bro, you know? But he literally is, I mean, now if if she did something to him, he's like, yell at her louder, you know? But in general, he's very much like, um or me and Steven are like bickering he's like I think maybe y'all should just hug each other and kiss you know or whatever and I'm like this is not helpful bro you know um and then Cara oh I I don't know I she she is young she's four so I don't know
2: but
0: I think she's a three she yeah like she's even, I don't know maybe a, she could be an eight but like eight
2: because she's like eight. yeah I
0: think
1: maybe
2: I think an eight. Eight come out of her later in life
1: she's pretty yeah she's like independent she is uh um, yeah like she's things don't bother her like my other two children i feel like are more concerned about like how their um words or actions um, affect other people mm, she doesn't she's where she's like on her own mission 100 percent of the time so i would say eight yeah
2: that's yeah i think why it could be a nine or a two um because he is, I mean, if he feels like he's he's happy to, to help, you know, like, but I don't know if he's helping because he wants to be a helpful or he knows that mommy will stop yelling if he goes to <laughs> I don't
1: know,
2: you know, like, I don't, does he, is he trying to keep the peace? Yeah. Or is he trying to be helpful? I'm not sure. Either way, he cleans the upstairs and I love him dearly for that. Yeah. That's that-
0: why it's oh. important to know the motivation behind it. Like, because mm-hmm. certain actions can mask the reasons why you're doing it.
1: Right. right. Cause I bet if my mom would have taken this for me as a young child, uh, she would have said nine, a hundred percent, because I used to, if anybody was fighting, I would be like, what can I do? Like, I hated it. I hated any, so like my brother and sister were arguing or something. I was like, oh, here you can have mine. And now that's just not the case. So yeah, you're right. Like if, if we're under the assumption that, um, you typically don't change your number in life, then it was probably my motivation. Right. Um, was. Yeah. Cause
0: if, if you're a seven, you want to break up a fight so that
2: you don't
0: go so do the fun thing instead of hear, having your mom yell at your brother and sister. Yeah. So yeah, exactly.
2: And so that you don't have to have like that bad feeling inside. of right they're fighting and I feel bad you know like yeah. anybody ever
1: um assumes like a different number for you and you've been like shocked or like somebody or do people pretty much are like oh you're a seven or or maybe not like I don't know but like assume the personality trait about you and you were literally like oh that is so not me that's interesting that you think that I mean, and not that it was like offensive just no that's not how I feel at all
2: my mom um, typed me as an eight. She, oh, so I will say there's also a caveat here. They say you shouldn't type other people, but show oh, me the person who yeah. doesn't type somebody else, and I'm going to show right, you. Because then
1: how can you really use this as a tool if you're trying, like in a
2: conflict, right? Like, so anyway. Yeah. Um, but my mom thought I was an eight, which again, I'm a seven with a wing eight and probably pretty. Strong winged eight, but she was basing that off of when I was a career girl. Um oh. You know, had a real grown up job. I can still have a real grown up job. You again. do have a real grown up job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, when I was working in an industry in which you really had to be forward and you had to be direct and you had to be aggressive um, to be successful. And again, throw that three in there. Um, where I, I've also got some tendencies of a three, I wanted to be successful. So I learned to be more direct in dealing with clients and dealing with candidates and um, the job they had before. And so I think that's where she found a lot of her reasoning of calling me, calling me, okay. of, of thinking I was an eight. Um, it didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, so
1: one time actually at church uh, from the altar, a friend of ours was giving a speech and he said that I, I, and it's not bad. I was just like, oh, that's so, and I, I, this friend knows me really well. And what did he, what did he say? Who did he say I was like? Do you remember? Um, Anyway, it was like somebody that like tells it how it is. And I said, oh, that's really nice. You think that, but I'm actually not the person that's going to tell you. Now, if you ask me directly and say, Kimberly, I really want to know what you think about this I will tell you but even then I will tell you in the most nice way possible you know like because I don't want to offend you um but um he saw me as like I think it's because I tell it how it is in my life but I am not the confrontational like direct person like hey I see you doing this thing that I don't think you should be doing and it it actually just kind of shocked me like oh interesting that you see me and it wasn't a bad thing it just I didn't think it was very accurate for who I was. So it was just kind of like, huh, interesting. I wonder how other people see me and versus how I see myself in some things, you know? So. uh. Uh,
0: so Because I have anxiety, people assume that I'm a sixth, um, because you know, that's the most anxious, but the, the difference is I don't plan. Like I don't, I don't have plans a through Z. Um, I just shut down. (laughs) Like anxiety just makes me like, you know,
2: and then you sit in those feelings.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and from those feelings, if I've given enough time and uh, ambition, <laughs> then I will create something out of it. But yes. yeah, interesting.
2: So, interesting. so I will say one thing that has really, I, I, I use the Enneagram a lot in relationship with other people and that is a fantastic way to use the tool, but for me as a seven, it has made me become more self-aware, which is actually kind of hard for sevens because to become self-aware, you have to um, know what you're thinking, know what you're feeling, and, like, um, and I why don't, you're like, I don't think about myself, that's okay, that's not true. I'm actually really self, I'm like I'm a selfish person, but I don't think about myself in terms of like, what am I feeling? about this. I just go and do the thing. I just go, I've always just maybe it's being reactionary or whatever. Like I've never been a person to be like, Oh, you know, I'm angry. Well, am I angry or am I sad? You know, am I angry? Uh, Am I angry? You know, like, what am I angry about? about this? Or is it actually about that? Like I've never been an introspective person. And with the enneagram, what I've learned is to be a healthy seven, you need that. You need to take that time. You need to. You need to be aware. Because I wasn't even aware that I wasn't introspective. Like I wasn't even aware that I had no idea what I thought or what I felt or what I or, or any of that. Um, I wasn't even aware that I was taking these. I just thought I didn't have bad feelings. Yeah. I had no idea that I was taking them and just shoving them in the corner and going off and i'm and- really
0: just a positive person that's yeah. all i agree with yeah.
2: that though for re- like
1: yeah like there's so much like in no self-awareness that you really you're like i mean like people ask like oh have you ever felt this way you're like no i, I like i i can't even and it's not that we're trying to hide it we literally don't remember a time when we yeah. felt that way now if somebody presses us on it and they're like oh well what about you know and then you're like oh well yeah i mean i guess a little type thing i don't but- want to go back there
2: yeah yeah I, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I will say this has helped me in some, in some friendships, right? So, um, because I don't need to talk about things, um, but I've realized other people do. And so like to me, when it's done, it's done. Like, I don't need that sort of closure or like, you know, if you have like an argument or like some sort of misunderstanding.
0: I've gotten a lot better at um, telling others how I'm, how I feel or, and why I think I feel that way. Um, Because before Uh, anytime somebody said something that offended me, I just like closed it up, shoved it down and like diamond. (laughs) Um, so you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, but that's not a good way to live in your circle of people that you love love and uh, well, people that I I even want to be around just gets like compressed to diamond size too. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So how can we use this against our kids and husbands? No, no, you're not
2: supposed to use it against each (laughs) other. No. Oh, (laughs) one of the the biggest things, um, and that you might have the desire to do is use the, your Enneagram type as an excuse. Right? So like the Enneagram is about self-awareness. It's about growth. It's about knowing more about you so you can become more like Christ. Um, and so you can't say, well, I'm just, I'm an Enneagram eight. And so I'm just going to be direct and confrontational. and You're just going to have to deal with it.
0: That's, right? who like, yeah. that's
2: who I am. So that is how not to use the Enneagram. Um, and you know, I think that the other, and, and kind of, kind of that same idea that flipping it. Don't weaponize the Enneagram, you know, like. That's such a well, two thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. To be really clear, I do that. Like, um, okay, mom, it's such an Enneagram one, you know, like. um, But yeah, don't weaponize it and be like, oh, she's just a, she's just right. a two. So of course she's helping, you know, like, or, or whatever it is, you know. um,
0: So. And by that same token, like, don't ex like uh, don't say, oh, I know Stephen's a two. I know he's just going to go in and do it because it needs to be done. I'll, you know, sit on my butt and let him do it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, especially about, um, church people is like, uh, if you know someone's a three and they're like an overachiever, um, don't like, is it, is it loving to them to let them go on and overachieve at the church? Right. To the point of burnout
1: or to ask uh, them like hey can you do this because I know yeah, keep can- asking them to be
0: on committees or or teams or whatever
1: Kay. yeah so <laughs> you know, I need them to get in line all right <laughs> like um they think they can just live their own lives and uh, <laughs> dang but- them <laughs> What are they thinking? I
2: don't know. There's many of them, um, right? And ain't none of them listen worth a damn.
1: No, uh, none of them listen. And so uh, until like, and I almost feel bad because I, so I think that as people, um, maybe it's just me, because I, but like, I know that it hurts my son's heart to know that I'm disappointed. So I know that if I say, Cal, it makes me sad. You know, that you're not listening to me, it makes me feel like that maybe I'm not doing a good job parenting you. Like, I don't say that sometimes, just like FYI, I say that knowing this is going to make him listen to me, right? And like, that's not very nice to do. Um, so maybe I should be a little, but you know, I know he cares and I know that he wants not to make me feel that way. I mean, to be fair, he needs to act right too, I and mean, you know what I'm saying, but um, yeah. So I don't know at what point the line is like, okay, I know these things. Now I can kind of um, pull on their currency to get them to do what I want. Um, I don't know when that becomes like detrimental or when that becomes like, hey. Is that good
2: parenting? And when is that bad parenting? Yeah, Right.
1: right, Like, when is it like, okay, I understand this is a motivation. I need them to be safe. So I'm going to you know, speak to that motivation. Whereas if I told Cara, Kara, that hurts my heart when you do that. She's almost like good. I mean, you know, like neat story. It's been accomplished. Yeah. Like <laughs> great. You know, like she, it does not affect her at all. Whereas, you know, like with Cal, he's like, Oh, like, you know, heartbroken that I, my heart hurts, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know where the line is. Maybe that's a, topic for another day but yeah
2: this is super interesting i'm definitely not a parenting expert so don't bring me (laughs) on that conversation you You
1: uh, can come and be on the panel you know like the the... i'll be like i need the help yes can you please help us parents um to be fair i will say we all have great kids and so if our children are a product of parenting we're all doing pretty great um with a few exceptions that we'll just keep (laughs) you know their moments but um all right so is that everything that we cover
0: well, uh, the only thing i wanted to say is if uh we've, we've kind of mm-hmm. talked around it but if you want more information um the book that we've been talking about today mostly is the road back to you and
2: who's that by?
0: who is the author ian morgan Cron and suzanne Stabil okay so they wrote um, it I took a free test at truity.com I think oh, I've seen that one yeah. um, but then there's also a paid test and I've taken that one as well. They said the same thing so for me at least they were both pretty accurate. So don't waste your money don't waste your money <laughs>
1: yeah well, for real, I, so I took the one that you were talking the free one me that's the one we were doing and then I will say I I did read the book the book was hard for me personally to read because I'm a seven and so a lot of it I was like not applicable for the first like three quarters of the book because it's all about me all the time as a seven right I was like neat story that doesn't apply to me so if you want to just know your number after you take this test and if you think maybe um I you can just google like Enneagram 7 and a ton of stuff comes up um the one that we found like that I found to be the most like comprehensive and these are all free was that um the institute one that I was no, I took it off my phone.
2: Institute.
1: Yes, that one seemed pretty comprehensive and it gave you like, hey, as a healthy seven, this, as, you know, like a seven who's, who's um, moving in the direction of stress, this. And so, um, or, you know, any number for that matter. But um, because it's fascinating. I'm interested in how I can use this in the future without being manipulated. <laughs>
2: I'll also throw one more resource out there. Yeah. If you um, are the podcast type, um. hopefully you are and you oh, listen yeah right other than this <laughs> phenomenal podcast that you're listening to um, Annie Downs did a series on the Enneagram in which she for um, nine I guess it was 10 episodes she first had Suzanne Stabile on um, to kind of talk about what is the Enneagram why why do we care about it uh, and then she went through every number And she got on the podcast with two of her friends, her personal friends who were that number and really talked about what's it like to be an Enneagram one. And that would be a great way for you to be like, ah, am I one or am I a three listening to both of those and being like, well, I really resonate more over here with these three. Is
1: that how you kind of got like into it in the level, like the, like listening to other people's experience, like, like listening to to
2: a lot of, a lot of the Enneagram podcasts, but yeah, Absolutely when that was really insightful for me, because I've heard, I've, I had listened to podcasts of like experts talking about all the different numbers right. hearing people who are actually have done the work and know that that's their number or talk about how they came to that realization, how they see it playing out in their life, how it's affected their relationships, um, was, was eye-opening to me on so many levels on yeah. for myself. When I listened to the one about sevens, um, Annie Downs is a seven. So that was, you know, kind of the whole onesies. Um, and then, you know, in relationship, knowing my husband's a five, so really paying special attention to the five, the five podcasts and and what what they say, kind of their experiences.
1: Do you know what the podcast is called?
2: Uh, that sounds fun.
1: That sounds fun. All right. I, I'm interested. So yeah. I'll have to go listen. Jen
2: Hatmaker did one as well. We um, I- had more experts on it than like, a little bit of both. Um, I I love Jen Hatmaker. I preferred Annie Downs' podcast.
1: Gotcha. So if you're gonna start- tell
2: Jen, because one day we'll still be best friends.
1: <laughs> I I believe that.
2: I believe that.
1: Um, yeah. All right. So I think that's it. Am I correct, Kristen? Yes. yes All right, Mary so Lee. That. Thank you so much. Hey, thank for you real, for us. Yes.
2: I Appreciate it.
1: Come and talk with us about all the random things that we talk about
2: yes. at any yes. time you want. Is you I your and first. next podcast uh, guest, guest? Huh? What? Your
1: first, your first yes. guest? Yeah, you're, you're first. our first guest. I feel, Didn't awesome. feel FOMO there. You're our right. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it yes. wasn't even like, huh, I wonder who we should have. It was like, hey, let's get Mary Lee to come on and talk about the Enneagram. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like, uh, you know, maybe we should maybe. have somebody. You like, could come. Oh, for sure so, okay next week what are we talking
2: about Kristen?
0: uh we are talking about holidays and traditions uh and maybe how that looks a little different this year yeah. um yeah. i know
2: quarantine
0: yeah Hey, uh, yeah. but at least at least kimberly will be out of quarantine before christmas uh i will
1: be i will be um y'all let me know right now it's day one well day like one and a half maybe and i am so far loving it, but it's because as a seven, I overpack my life. And so this gives me a good way without guilt to, you know, like not, um, but ask me on day seven or 14 and guaranteed I'm going to be feeling that FOMO real bad. So, um, all right. Well, thank you, Mary Lee. I love you.
0: You should, you should join us for our first live. We're going to be planning that soon, too, uh, Facebook. Yeah. Whenever he, Kimberly escapes from her quarantine. I feel like
1: if anybody should be on a, a Facebook Live, it's Mary Lee. I think Mary Lee's done Facebook Live since Facebook Live was a thing. It's
0: probably
2: well, true. For
1: everybody else, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, I love you, um, and as for now, that's it, right? We're signing off. Yep. We are signing off. Signing off. All right. Hasta la vista, baby. My yeah. friends.